the Women's Laboratory of Perspectives on Social Justice celebrates International Women's Month. We invite everyone to tune in every Thursday during the month of March at 6.30 p.m. on both our Facebook Live and our YouTube channel to hear a variety of perspectives relating to issues on social equity and the political actions affecting the community. The Perspectives on Social Justice season begins with a segment of the Women's Laboratory celebrating International Women's Month. Our featured month-long dialogue includes DNI professional Regis Marshall, attorney and Reverend Dr. Egale Anderson Holness and daughter Reverend Allie Holness Rowland, Georgia State Representative Camille Jackson, and licensed professional counselor Jakitra Bryant. All of them were speaking on issues affecting social equity in our communities. Our conversation began with Representative Jackson sharing a perspective on equity. When I say that I'm really all about equity across the board as it relates to our our laws and the and the and the decisions that government makes for our everyday lives, I mean I am totally serious. And so when you when you look at how it's impacting our our enlisted men and women, and then also look at how the the price increases are impacting our um, our you know everyday citizens. I mean, you know, it's 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 so unfortunate because while we're fighting every single day for livable wages and these prices continue to go up, they're impacting how we're able to um, afford roofs over roofs over our heads, how we're able to feed our families, how we're able to put, you know, of course, gas in our cars. And I mean, it's 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 you know, it's uh, overall impacting um, issue that we have to look at. And it all goes back to, um, for the everyday citizen, it goes back to money, but then also we have to look at how it's impacted our military men and women and, and them being put in, in harm's way. Our conversation then oh, I was saying, I think part of that is like the, the politics of legislation. And so like, if someone who is in a whole nother bracket is representing me, then I'm not being represented well. And so I think that's something that's been a big ongoing issue. If we don't have people of color that are from marginalized groups or from the neighborhood <laughs> representing us, then they're not going to talk about the actual needs. And we're going to forever have educational disparities, racial disparities, gender inequality and all the issues. Because, again, it goes back to like who's speaking for me? Who's speaking for me when it comes to like gas or who's speaking for me when it comes to the food prices in my home life and and what can I, I can afford a neighborhood? And again, and, and, and as we know, like um, we're just now on this slow climb where women of color are being represented and speaking for us. Because mm-hmm. I know I know an older white man cannot speak for me as a mother me as a black woman and me in my education. The conversation my continued you know, about equity in politics and legislation. The that, um, the majority party uh, makes every single day that have um, more impacts on our, more negative impacts on our on our daily lives than, than anything that um, the minority party is trying to do. And, and, and it's unfortunate. And so, um, so I'm, you know, I'm always saying, you know, every single aspect of what we do every day, every day, from the time we get up to the time we go to bed at night, there's something that is involved with 
um, how who's 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 holding the offices, whether it's local, state, or federal. And that's why it's so important for everyone to get out and vote because. Those well, you know, are, before we get to the voting um, politician Jackson, <laughs> and and voting is extremely important. But I wanna I wanna stay with this just for a moment, if it's okay with um, Dr. White. Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. We got plenty of time. The workforce and 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 racism and race, uh, racial inequities are entrenched in all aspects of the workforce, all of them. I've been in the workforce for over forty some years, and the time, as as I see it, for talk is really over. It's time to get to work. And, and strategize and outline concrete ways in which we can impact this gender equality. Um, and, and gender equality is the opposite of gender inequality, which, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm a, a former college professor as well, but it's in a state in which access to rights or opportunity is unaffected by gender. That's gender equality. But we know that legislation can impact gender inequality, which is what we need to happen because gender equality implies that the interests, needs, and priorities of both women and men, and we include boys and girls in that, are taken into consideration, recognizing the diversity of different groups and that all human beings, all human beings, not just some, all human beings are free to develop their personal abilities and make choices without limitations set by stereotypes and prejudices about gender roles. As I said, I work in, I'm the director of faith-based outreach for the Department of Health. We went Health. on to talk about concerns of equity, diversity, and, and inclusion rule, as it American relates to employment particularly in corporations. I wanted to um, kind of talk about how you mentioned about like women and just kind of them just putting something in place with their DEI services. I, I feel like a lot of companies came more down with like these positions, like after a lot of the injustice, like moments um, in 2020 with a lot of the um, killings and stuff like that. So like I am really skeptical about the company's motive for real to really put something in place. And they, if they really understand the issue, I almost feel as if it's like, oh, look, we got something in place. And so I think with that being said, until people understand why there's a need to find out who the inclusive population is, then you don't address anything. So if you don't know who your inclusive population is, if it's women, then you then have to still dive deeper. What type of women are working for my company? And if you got all single moms, all black single moms or all Asian single moms or all mothers of one head of household, whatever it is, then then there is you can't do anything about it. And so it goes down to like leadership issues. And so as long as leadership is developing a culture that they are only focused on productivity in their model, then they're going to forever lose people. And people are going to then say, well, forget this. I can work for myself and be well respected. I don't have to work for a company and like be dismissed or overlooked or not someone not looking at me as equal or important for my family. And so like, you're going to, you're going to forever miss that. Cause again, it goes down to who is my inclusive population? 
And if you don't know that, then like they're missing it. <laughs> you, you, you're missing what's even happening with like DEI, period. Yes, I agree. I agree totally. But, but you know, just, you know, getting people to understand that every from the time we get up in the morning to the time we go to bed at night, um, there is something throughout your day that is directly impacted by the people who hold the office to serve us. We can march. We can hold rallies. We can peripherally go to jail and get <laughs> our names in the newspaper because that's what, but until we promulgate laws, until we get into that legislative and judicial system, yes. nothing is going to happen for us. I have certainly enjoyed the dialogue uh, we have covered. Uh, and, and a lot of the things that we talked about, we can probably spend more time talking about. Uh, especially when with regard to d diversity and inclusion and, and making sure that uh, and, and, and I love what um, Dr. Holness, what you're saying about um, us being a part of the legislative process and us making sure that, that there's representation, uh, Representative Jackson. Uh, and we, we do need to make sure, um, just as you say, um, Jakitra, that that we have the right people speaking for us. Um, because you know, you can't relate if you're not, if you don't look like me and you haven't walked a day in my shoes, uh, you don't, you know, you can't really talk about it. Uh, the only thing we didn't talk about tonight was equity in the church. And, you know, I'm going to say that, um, that, that, uh, you know, having grown up in the AME church, that there's never been, um, equity, uh, in the church, um, that, that, uh, there's never been, uh, a time where where women were uh, represented, and even now in the 21st century, I would say that there are factions within the it, it right right within the Episcopy that that are, are working to 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 stifle the advancements that um, that women have made uh, in in the uh, um, among the in among the clergy. Well, uh, in our so, denomination, it took over 200 years for them to posthumously ordained Jarena Lee, the first woman who was um, uh, licensed to preach in the church. Mm -hmm. 200 it, years. Yep, 200. Uh, Marley sings about 400 years. Two, we, we can sing about 200 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I'm even critical of those females that have made it to the Episcopy. And, and, and we haven't been able to see any real, uh, any significant uh, inroads uh, when it comes to equity for Black women uh, in in uh, in the AME clergy, uh, and I do understand yeah, women who represent you and women who are not afraid to speak. Say that I, I'm sorry. I was I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say that again, um, Dr. Holman. There needs to be women that will represent you and that are not afraid to speak. That's they right. need to be just like Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, and all those other women that I um, speak about. Uncontrollable. <laughs> Because they don't need to be controlled. Why would um, someone need to be controlled during this time? Right. They need to be get in trouble. John Lewis said, "Get in good trouble. Good Speak trouble. Speak out. Say something. If you see something, say something. That's not just pertaining to what you're seeing on the street. If you see a suitcase, if you see <laughs> discrimination, you need to say something. If you see gender inequity, you need to say something. If you see companies that are not dealing with um, uh, diverse issues, you need to say something. Right. And then you need to be irreplaceable. 
There shouldn't be anybody that can take your place. It's like a fingerprint. We all have different fingerprints and we all bring something different to the table. And we need to teach our children. We need to teach our girls uh, how to keep their dresses down and, and their minds open. We, we, we need to teach our boys how to pull their pants up and not worry about whether or not they're shooting a basketball, but whether or not they make a 95 or 100 on a test in the on a science or a math test. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, those are the issues that we really need to deal with and we need to come together because look at our future. Who is going to represent Americans of Afri African descent in the future? I look at the children in D.C. And, and, and I can't talk about them because we can't talk about them. We've got to get out there with them. It was like my mother had 10 children. She didn't send us to church. My mother took us and went to church because her father was a pastor either. Because they don't have to do that if they don't want to. We need to, we need to spend time. We need to invest mm -hmm. in our children and not with Nike sneakers and 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 not with clothes. That's the Reverend Allie will tell you. I tried to keep her in uniforms all her life. She told uh, because I, I wanted her to get something here, opposed to what she had on on the outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we just don't do that anymore. Right. We don't. We don't. And 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 so uh, and, and we don't do that. And Jakitra, you're in by doing your 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 counseling. Uh, we hope that you take that charge on, that you hear Dr. Holt, the Reverend Dr. Holdis Esquire, and, and that we march forward. Each and every one of us is, is called uh, to take on the responsibility for our, uh, for our, our culture and, and how, and how it, it's going to be represented in the future. Uh, currently, um, in the Women's Bible Study at Big Bethel, uh, we're we're talking about forgiveness, and 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 we wonder if as a culture, if as a culture, we could advance, we would be advanced and have those values that Reverend Holden speaks about. Um, we wonder if if we could forgive um, the, some of the injustices. And that's not that's not to say that we're going to forget it or that that or or, or, or that we're going to invalidate the injustices um, that have been done. But if we can forgive um, some of the injustices from other that have been in, imposed upon us from other cultures, would we? how much more advanced would we be as a culture? How much more would we care about ourselves and one another as a culture? How much more energy would we put into uh, Helping our girls, as as uh, Dr. Holden say, keep their dresses down and their minds open. Uh, how much more would 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 young men, young young black men, especially men of color, be focused on not on Nike tennis shoes or the latest Air Jordans, but pulling their pants up and not being concerned about making ninety five points on the or ninety or who's scoring ninety five points on the basketball court, but are they getting a 95 on that, on that test? We each have a responsibility uh, to the next generation, to this current generation and the next generation to come to be represented, to be uncontrollable, as Dr. Holman say, to speak up. If we see something, we have, a, we have a responsibility to say something. 
And so on that note, I leave you. Um, we I thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we thank you. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of my panelists for for uh, for coming in and sharing their perspective. Uh, the, we're we're called perspectives on social justice, and we welcome each and every one of you to share your perspective on any topic because everything that's going on in our culture right now is a justice issue.